was good, guys. Ah, Masi Kapai. Continue. <laughs> Do you know how funny it is? Gabs' job is ah, not easy, clearly, clearly. <laughs> hey, my goodness. And I did it right the first time. All right. <laughs> Yo, what's good, guys? Welcome to the Real Talk, Real Walk podcast. That's it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, good whatever, 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 whatever. We're back with another episode, another episode full of Hmm. <laughs> I don't know why E-Man is fumbling. We actually practiced this just before the mics went on. And you ah. did so well. Now, anyway, now what? we can see that Gabs is needed. Okay. We all of us have a role no, to play. <laughs> like, I'm not, he normally says good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I said hello, welcome to the... And then I said it after. No worries. I'll make it up. This is anyway, improv. I'll do it my However, we wherever did. you are listening, we okay. welcome you to the show. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. go. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Yo, what's good, guys? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Real Talk, Real Walk podcast. We're back with another episode. That's it. Another episode full of money. Another gang, episode gang. full of wisdom. Cash another money. episode full of... Hmm. <laughs> another episode where we keep it real, where we keep it trill. We just have a good conversation. So you're here with your boy Game Changer. It's been a while, but I'm back. Come on. And, and myself, it's your girl, Ore. But before we actually start, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Gabs could not make it today. Mm-hmm. And so we need to actually apologize to the listeners because the last couple of episodes, mm-hmm. it's been two of us. Yes. And guys, it's just really hard to get three people with busy families, mm. jobs and children together on the same day. Mm. But Lord willing, pray for us. Hopefully, the next episode will be back as a trio. And, yeah. and there on out, we will try and get episodes with all three of us because I know that's what you guys signed up for. Mm-hmm. But anyway, stick with us. Mm-hmm. We've got a good episode for you. Yeah, for real, for real. So today, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be continuing with the money series. So last episode, when Iman wasn't here, we talked about, what did we even talk about? Did Have you listened, Iman? Not to the second one. So we talked, yeah. So that's so that was the money. Um, <clears throat> that was the money episode, and we oh yeah, that's it. We said we need. To, it was called. We need to start being honest because <laughs> I was venting about how not everybody can be on hundred k, yeah, and how it doesn't make sense when mm-hmm. we know the average salary and people are popping up with Van Cleves and yeah. Range Rovers up and down. Yeah. So we had a good conversation about financial transparency mm-hmm. and the need to be as honest as we can be, mm-hmm. and so we're gonna stick in. We're gonna stick to the like financial transparency kind of sector. And we're going to talk about financial transparency mm-hmm. in the family home. Mm-hmm. So for most of us, financial transparency with our parents. Yeah. Now, one thing that stuck out to me and that people have mentioned since listening to the last episode is mm-hmm. that a lot of people's attitudes to money now stems from like financial trauma. Yeah. I think I mentioned in the previous episode, I know for me, yeah. one of the things that um, motivates my attitude to money is I grew up in a house my mum was completely transparent with money. She still is to this day. And mm-hmm. she knows everything about how much I earn, this, that, and the other. But my dad, <laughs> my dad wasn't great. He mm-hmm. was not transparent. He had mm-hmm. credit cards. He lived beyond his means. And when he passed away, mm-hmm. the credit, even before he passed away, he moved to Nigeria and that's where he passed away. But before he passed away, the credit card bills were coming to yeah, our house. Luckily, yeah. thankfully, because of my the status of my parents' relationship, mm-hmm. he had already come off the yeah. mortgage bills. Yeah. But, 
if he was on that, yeah. that could have potentially led to repossession of yeah. our homes and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so when he passed away, I think I've mentioned this before. So he actually passed away with nothing. Mm. And I've said, I've talked about how the Bible talks about leaving an inheritance for your children. Mm-hmm. That was not something that my dad was able to do for us. Yeah. And so these are conversations that we need to, to have so we can A, do that for our children, mm-hmm. but B, for those of us who still have living parents, which if we're in your 30s, there's well, there's a lot of us, some with two parents, some with one, mm-hmm. having those conversations with your parents about where their money is at now, because for a lot of us, our parents are approaching retirement age if they're not at retirement age already. Yeah. Yeah. That leads to conversations. And even those who are at retirement age yeah. but are still working because mm-hmm. potentially they might still have bills to pay, mm-hmm. we need to have those conversations. What's going to happen upon retirement? How are yeah. you going to continue to live your life? Mm-hmm. Pension, what's that saying? Do we, as much as I disagree, do we as children now have to start making a contribution to our parents to enable them to retire and have a yeah. life that they they should be living? Mm-hmm. When they do pass away, what what do we stand to get out of it? Are there affairs in order so that we don't have to pay? If it's a capital gains tax kind of situation, because that's another thing in this country, mm-hmm. when somebody passes away and they leave, whatever they leave, essentially you have to pay the government yeah. a little bit of what's increased. Mm-hmm. So that's capital. That's what capital gains tax is. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people do to get out of that is before they pass away, they might already start passing their inheritance to their children. Yeah. So then you avoid capital gains tax. It, it comes with pros and cons. Mm-hmm. But these are conversations that that we need to start having with our family. Is that mm-hmm. something you've ever done before then? Um, in bits and pieces, some of the stuff. So, for example, like, um, I remember some years ago, like, when the topic of life insurance was beginning to kind of boom. This was kind of before, just before the pandemic. Um, and then there was a crazy influx of, like, financial advisors. That's what they were calling themselves. No disrespect. No, disrespect. Because let me tell you something, okay, yeah. Okay, to let's, some, let's disrespect to some of them, yeah. yeah. A lot of people... This is also like kind of a continuation of what I was discussing last week mm-hmm. and just about financial transparency in general. Like yeah. a lot of people are coming on the internet with little to no credentials mm. and maybe a little bit of financial skill because maybe they just happen to know how to manage money yeah. and giving advice mm. that is just ridiculous and yeah. impractical. Yeah. So, and also like if someone's going to come on here and call themselves, and I don't, I don't have a problem with genuine financial advisors. Mm. We're hoping to get one if you guys have suggestions or want to appear like we're hoping to get one on here as part of this money series and just mm. give like actual nuggets of information that would actually help people yeah. but beyond that if you don't have any legit accurate qualifications yeah a lot of it is common sense and that's why i'm here and we're here we're trying to talk about things and mm. you know that's why a lot of us are here talking about these things because mm. it's not like these people are telling us anything that is not rocket science it's yeah. just that unfortunately in the black community some people just don't happen to know yeah. this because we haven't yeah. made the effort to be financially yeah. literate mm-hmm. but anyway continue yeah no no there's that conscious effort piece as well but um yeah financial i thought you were even gonna say something else so <laughs> there were people that coming out to say financial advisors but all they were doing were talking about life insurance yeah it's like okay so what other advice are you gonna offer which were they trying to sell life insurance because they shouldn't be doing that you need to be fca i work in compliance so they need to be fca regulated so at at the time quite a few were and and they all came from the same company that's why so but i clocked because i was a christian and a few of them i'm trying to to be as vague because you don't want people to clock who you're talking about so yeah so this was this was like when when did it start? This started from just before I got married, so twenty fifteen. 
yeah, from 2015. So, okay, so it was quite a few years ago. But yeah, they were like, yeah, I'm a financial advisor. would love to, you know, speak to you. I'm FCA regulated. Da, 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 da. Or I work for a company that's FCA regulated. I am licensed XYZ. It's like, have you thought about life insurance? I'm like, okay. I was like, um, no, not quite. But okay, Somebody cool. is in this building. Sorry. <laughs> I can actually hear like footsteps and it's <laughs> kind of making me scared. Are we expecting anybody? <laughs> Oh, apparently there's people here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bro, I was ready to... Mm. Anyway, no I'm ready to fight. <laughs> no there's only crocs outside, so I'm, I'm all I'm from the hood, no, I'm joking, I'm not. <laughs> um, yeah, so they were doing that, and it was kind of like, okay, okay, so aside from insurance, you said advisor, so I'm, in my mind, I'm expecting a bit more. Like, okay, maybe investments, maybe... Um, they probably didn't have that certification, so you right. need to be... You need to have a specific like certification right, okay, to give advice, okay. and that comes with exams. Okay. And if they don't, they yeah, cannot they give you financial okay. advice. So I was just a bit, yeah, I was just a bit peed off that it was just insurance, 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 because it was just like, bro, like they weren't really using tact. It was just kind of like straight for the kill. Life insurance, do you have it? If you don't, this is like selling it to me. Um, and I think at first I was a bit put off life insurance, like. Even if it was a valuable thing, I, this is what, how I was thinking at the time. Even if it was a valuable thing, I don't like the way that you guys are approaching it. Um, the fact that three or four of you are coming from the same company, um, you're using the same tactic, you're using the same approach. It's like you're reading from like a script, <laughs> a script sort of thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, like it was just whatever. And I think maybe a year or two after. Um, after seeing some family members and close friends um, pass away and stuff like that, then it got me thinking, okay, cool. You know, life insurance is a big thing. And I remember at the time, like, I remember my dad was like, yeah, like, um, I've got life insurance. Me and your mom got life insurance. Did it? I was like, oh, okay. Like, okay, cool. Like, you're on the front foot. Like, because I know at the time, as it started to get, you know, become like more of a prominent topic, um, I was hearing like a lot of people's parents like weren't on it like you know the faith element of it you know if I'm yeah. doing life insurance you know that means I'm putting you know my life up for grabs you know That's my life really, is in God's ugh. hands da, 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 we should da. talk about that because I think we yeah. need to dispel that myth yeah, because people yeah. are unfortunately like buying into that and it's yeah. not going to help yeah. the future generations and it's, it's still it's still a real thing now even though a lot more people have gotten life insurance or are a lot more open to getting life insurance and stuff like that um a lot of people still don't because of that, you know, narrative of, you know, if I get insurance, you know, my life is in God's hands. You know, it, it, it defeats the whole point of faith. No, I disagree and, because yeah. if it's actually, I think it's actually very unwise mm. because what happens if God forbid you now pass away? And yeah. first of all, as I mentioned, and I, I said it earlier, it's biblical to leave an inheritance for yeah. your children. Yeah. So if you're now saying I'm not buying life insurance because I'm trusting in God, what happens to the inheritance that you're leaving for your children? Yeah, First yeah. of all, you give them a security in knowing that if you're not here, they will have a roof over their heads. Yeah. In terms of income, that's another thing entirely, but at least you, the, the best thing you can give them is a permanent roof over their head. Yeah, and yeah. so I strongly believe that that is not biblical to, to say you're not going to get life insurance because it means like, because you're not trusting in life insurance. Ultimately, mm. we don't know when any of us are going to go. That one is where our trust in God's come yeah. from. We all pray for long life and by God's grace, that's what he will give us. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah. I think it's that, I, I think it's, it's it's obviously the narrative of banking in, banking on something in the case that you will, you know, pass away, which the reality is we will all pass away. Exactly. But I think, I think 
I think there's this, you know, maybe unspoken narrative of, you know, if I do get it, then maybe the warfare will start to increase. <laughs> you know, if I do get, you know, I, the oh warfare gosh. will start to increase and then it's more likely. The warfare kind of, is going to be there regardless. We're constantly fighting against yeah, no, that, that, it is a Yeah, it is a reality. I think that sometimes, obviously, it's kind of like, okay, how, another way to put it is, you know, God's way is plan A, but you've done plan A, uh, plan B, C, D, E. Like there's there's another alternative and it's kind of like, okay, but if my life is in God's hands, then plan A should be the only way. I shouldn't have a plan B, plan C, plan D. Um, people that have maybe health issues and, you know, they they don't believe in taking medicine where it's like where they're trusting in God that he would heal them in a way that wouldn't require medicine. And it's like, okay, yes, I get what you're saying, but God can use medicine. He can use these things. So in this case, for insurance and stuff, like, either, yes, it's inevitable one day we will pass away. But at the same time, you have something to um, to give to your loved ones or your, your family or your children or whoever's around that you choose to give it to. At least they won't have to struggle financially um, in the case that it well, when you do pass away, and that's that's that should at be at least the focus even to pay it. for the funeral, please. Yeah, Let's because stop because doing GoFundMe's to pay yeah, for people's funerals. Funerals like, are expensive. They're very expensive. Coffins are expensive. Gravestones are expensive. Um, uh, what do you call it? Just land space in in um, cemeteries are bloody expensive. I'm like, do you like when I when I heard one like I heard once like. Um, of of a friend of mine and his um his auntie passed away and like the amount that it cost for a year for the body to be in the cemetery yep. for the year yeah like he was like after the first year they almost removed they didn't have enough money to pay and they almost removed like his auntie's body from the cemetery and not to talk of even if you have to fly people over a lot of our parents some of them Bruh. want to to, to yeah. be buried in Nigeria yeah. or wherever their home country is that cost it costs I think it's like 10 to 15 thousand pounds yeah. I might even be yeah. just to fly a body yeah. from one the place body. to another yeah. so these are things that life insurance or any type of insurance can help to pay for yeah. upon pe- when people pass away it's not even just about the inheritance it's just about thinking about how you're going to fund these things yeah. let's not yeah. rely on on GoFundMe's because in our community we see it almost once a week somebody's yeah. like raising GoFundMe for their family to help mm-hmm. with the funeral expenses yeah. we shouldn't have to do that no we shouldn't we shouldn't so it's even now obviously there's life insurance then there's also health insurance and stuff um, thankfully like you know I get that benefit from work thankfully yeah, also you know Mrs. gets that uh, benefit from work as well so it just works in our favour and mine it gets to cover my family as well yeah, same. so yeah like there's, it's not just life insurance because I think people might be thinking, ah, is it just life insurance? There's other things. Yeah, there's um income protection. Yeah, there's so income protection. So if you protection, were to like yeah. fall sick and not be that's that's yeah. if, you, if you were to fall sick and not be able to work, yeah, then that would at least bring enough money to cover your mortgage, yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like you say, health insurance. Mm-hmm. There's so many different types of insurance, mm-hmm. not to talk of just life insurance as well. And even there's critical illness yeah, yeah. insurance. Because income protection, I think, is slightly different from critical illness. Yeah, so critical illness different. is usually things like cancer. Mm-hmm. And that will cover you if you were to get diagnosed with, God forbid, any type of cancer mm-hmm. where it's critical. Mm-hmm. They will give you a payout, which could potentially pay off your mortgage. I know with my family, 
that's something that my family benefited from critical insurance, um, critical illness insurance, mm-hmm. which has been able to pay off mortgages yeah. to allow people. And when that person then recovered and was able to go back to work, yeah, that's a win-win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously we could have done without the critical illness, yeah, but your mortgage is paid off. Now you've yeah. gone back to work yeah. and you're able to earn the same again. Yeah. So there's so many different things, especially if you're a homeowner. These are big things to think about. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, but you know, back to your original question. Um, I think from having a conversation with my parents about life insurance and stuff like that, it really opened up. Obviously, the reality that you know, life is. Yeah, life is um is not isn't it's not forever, um but there there were things that you know they had done um and also they they had also from time looked into buying land as well mm. um for us so there were there were certain things that and it's, it's mad because it's not even like my parents are you know they're not the richest at all in any way shape or form um <laughs> but the fact that with the very little that they have mm. Um, that they've always thought of us, and there's five of us. So there are, yeah, it's a lot to think about. There's there's five of us, and the little that they have, they're thinking ahead. Because I know some people might think, oh, but but you know, it makes more sense if your parents have money and they're wealthy. And I'm just like, bro, then then you don't really you haven't exactly. met my <laughs> you haven't met it's my not about, these it's not, are not about wealth. It's, or, it's, it's really it's really not. It's 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 just about using the tools that are there. Yeah, to um, to leave something behind. Yeah, to 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 do something, and and also at the same time, I feel like leaving an inheritance as well um, should not just be limited to money, because um, I feel like in our community we kind of select a few things when it comes to leaving an inheritance. It's either we're we're on extreme ends of the spectrum, so. Some the parents that do leave an inheritance financially leave an inheritance a good one, and those that don't leave them with either nothing or trouble. So it's true the credit cards. There's literally, stuff the credit cards. Cause the thing is, if you're on this earth and you've got children and you you have credit cards and you're thinking, "Well, I'm gonna die," and best know that those people are gonna come and collect their money yeah. anyway. Anyhow, anyway, how they're yeah. gonna collect it. So if that's yeah. from your kids yeah. or your um spouse, yeah. They're going to collect that money, and it's you're disadvantaging your family members if they if you have debts that they don't know about. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's, it's literally gonna hang on their head, and and there's that, and that's why that's why the GoFundMe's and stuff like that, because it's not even just funerals. Like sometimes it's even for surgery and this, that, and the third. Yeah, and it's kind of like okay, but you know when people were giving you the heads up, don't get me wrong, I know the NHS is in a state, I know this, that, and the third is in a state, but the reality is that they have. A lot of people do get forewarnings. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do get advice in advance, but it's kind of like, well, uh, and for some, a lot of people, I do get it. Life is tough. Life is hard. Cost of living crisis, X, Y, and Z. But it's kind of like this deferred, oh, when we get there, when I'm ready, when I have time, da 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 And you just leave it until it strikes, whatever it is. And that's the that's... thing. Like, once you're, <clears throat> excuse me, if you've already... So, for example, there's certain conditions that are going to make it more difficult to insure you. doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to find insurance, but you may already have to pay more. So, yeah. for example, if you have sickle cell or yeah. you've previously been diagnosed with cancer and you're now living, like, you're, you're healed, yeah. but you now, like, have that, you've been, you have a record on your yeah, record. Or yeah. if you have, even, like, for me, for example, some of, like, because I've got family members who have, in my immediate family, parents who have been diagnosed with cancer 
and have now recovered or parents who've had like heart attacks at a young age yeah all of those factors are gonna take into consideration how easy it is for you to get insured yes so therefore there's no point if you're not even waiting for that to happen before you it's gonna cost you more mm-hmm. so it's best to just do it mm-hmm. the sooner the better yeah yeah for real not for real i think um that with with that though it's I think we have to do a better job of educating ourselves. And I don't just say that in a flimsy way, but genuinely, like, the taboos, like, find out what the taboos are. Because culturally, as a community, as a black community, there are taboos. As Christians, there are taboos when it comes to things like health, Mm -hmm. life, death, all of that kind of stuff. And so if you know that your parents or family members are in that kind of sort of space where it's kind of, it's a taboo to talk about insurance or this or that or the third. Find out, like, what exactly is it? If it is, you know, oh, I don't want to put my life in so-and-so's hand. Okay, fine. We're going to have to educate them mm-hmm. as to why it makes sense and what the benefits are. Um, and even if they don't hear you the first time, just be Keep committed talking, to, yeah. yeah, be committed to, one, keeping the conversation open in some way, shape or form. And then, two, um like just like they bombard us on whatsapp and stuff you bombard them with stuff Mm -hmm. send them articles send them you know easy to to watch youtube videos like explanation videos two minute explanation videos just to give them a a better understanding and to break down the the barriers and the walls and obviously as believers pray about it absolutely but it is important to have those kind of conversations with parents as well even you know you were talking about you know retirement what does that look like and you know, on both sides of on both sides of our um, our family, like both sides of parents are are very much touching retirement age, mm-hmm. and yeah, they, these are big things. Like, you know, do you want to? You know, um, my in laws live very far out, and now conversations are like remortgage, smaller house, um, moving closer. Like, these are all conversations that are exactly. currently happening. And, they're yeah, like they're, it's on the cards. Move closer to us because of the kids. And, you know, you know when, you know, the my other in-laws, um, in-laws as in brother and sister-in-law, when they have kids, like, of grandma and granddad, yeah. what's going on, you know, on my parents' side, like, scaling down potentially whatever that looks like so there there are conversations and happening. pensions what do yeah, they stand like, what to get? Yeah, yeah. a lot of our parents generation might be blessed enough to be on a final salary pension scheme yeah. meaning that whatever they they leave with is the money that they're going to continue to get which yeah. by the way they don't do anymore that's a blessing in and of itself yeah yeah you know so yeah. having those conversations or if they weren't on final salary pension schemes, how much is currently in their pension pot that they can yeah. retire with yeah. and that's also a conversation for our generation i saw on twitter this week a thread where somebody was asking people like because of the cost of living and how people are struggling mm. are people choosing to opt out of their workplace pension schemes yeah, yeah. and so that they can get more money now and yeah. i think that is a terrible idea one of my friends i know she listens shout out bex um like she's always telling us put your money in your pension put your money in your pension put your money in your pension because not only do you get tax rebates for that now mm. but you need to start thinking about what your pension pot is going to look like right when we retire mm-hmm. 
and you know money needs to be coming in yeah hopefully many of us will be in a position where we might be mortgage free but bills still have to be paid yeah grocery shopping still needs to be done Mm -hmm. and that's not gonna like outside of a mortgage you still have to pay for certain things yeah what kind of lifestyle do we want to retire with you know what that's an interesting one because i i sit on the fence with that um in the sense that (laughs) the last couple years have been hard so in regards to it's only maybe the beginning of this year i kind of started putting money back last couple years i didn't really i I didn't at all because it was like bro like life is tough the pandemic was there everything had to go towards living in the now and it's it's hard because even though it makes sense and it's wisdom it might i do agree i absolutely do believe it's wisdom but i think sometimes like just to stay afloat and live like you have to, any penny you every penny you can get now um like yeah and i know some people might respond and say you know live less lesser than your means but if you're not if you're not living if you're not living overboard and you're living just to make ends meet which a lot of people are yeah I think, it's like wait where's the extra money yeah gonna come yeah from? I get that. but then there's also like lots of different ways to 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 draw down on money for example if you're if you're a mortgage payer you can take a mortgage holiday that that comes with cons as well because a lot of the time what you save you end up paying back in interest when you're a bit of a in a bit of a better position yeah yeah. but if we're talking about short-term living like Mm -hmm. you're saying that's something you can do Mm -hmm. to then bring back to have some extra money to make things better alternatively like you you don't alternatively things i i personally am not um I'm not against credit, the mm. use of credit. Mm. I think you have to be very careful mm. how you use it. Mm. But again, think about things for a season. If mm. you need, if it's something that you need to buy, 0% credit cards exist and they exist for a reason. So you mm. can buy something in the short term mm. and pay back in installments, but mm. pay back on a 0% interest. So you're just paying back exactly what you spend. Mm. So there's those kind of things. Caveat though, your credit. Uh, also yeah but this is the thing because our, commu- our community this is why you. this is why I'm, yeah. I, I'm advocating not living in the short term in the now because yeah. you can't just be buying yeah. things on Bankless from ASOS on Klarna like yeah. do you know what I mean because all and they're not paying it back this is going to negatively affect your credit and yeah. that if you don't have good credit that mm. affects the interest rates that you have access to if you want to buy a mortgage that yeah. affects the kind of credit cards that you have access yeah, to yeah access to yep you know so we need to start thinking long term and I said I said it last week in terms of like our careers, if there are things that you can do mm. that are going to make money, some a lot of people are pivoting. Yeah. I don't necessarily advocate for this all the time because we do need teachers, we do need doctors. But if this is something you can pivot, you yeah. can move to contracting. Yeah. There's also pros and cons to contracting. Absolutely. You may increase increase your, your day rate, <laughs> but then you have to do your own taxes and you have to make sure that you, you're putting some money aside yeah. so that when the government come asking for their taxes, yeah. you have it there you to pay it back. Yeah. Yeah. But if it increases your income in the short term, these are things that you can do. You can mm. also, you know, like think side hustles and things. Some people have that natural entrepreneurial mindset. I do not. So a lot of my <laughs> income, I'm trying to, but it's not necessarily the, the number one. Thing. There's so many things that you can do, even like um, mystery shopping, mm. going to restaurants, mystery dining. Mm. These things will pay. They, they don't pay a lot. I'm mm. going to be honest. Mm. But at least if it's a short term situation. Yeah. There's ways that you can get extra income coming yeah. in, and I think that's what we all need to start thinking about but without would, shaming people. I would say, I would say though, as 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 much as I do agree with what you're saying, I feel like the cost of living crisis and and the pandemic and stuff like that have really, what's the word? I don't want to butcher it. Is it exacerbated? Exacerbated, yeah. yeah. The, like 
people's options because people have to people have had to yeah, pick up an extra job um people have had to to do more and they have less time and so you know sometimes when when people do say there are things you can do it's kind of like i'm maxing out what i can do Already, just yeah, to get no, by yeah i do um, hear that so that's where i'm like okay so some people so, are doing two contracting jobs. Yeah, Listen, like, I saw one yeah. on Instagram. I don't yeah. that babe is doing two contract her her monthly income was like ten K. She yeah. was that's her monthly income because she was doing up I mean, I have my personal views on that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. as in these are things that people are doing in the short term. Yeah. And also you have to think as well, the pandemic was tough for people. But there were some pros, like some people were making like a lot of people financially benefited from the the pandemic. Okay. In terms of for example, if you were looking to buy a new house and you already had a certain amount of deposit, yeah. a lot of people were a, able to expedite how much deposit they were able to pay because we weren't spending money. Yeah. And B, where the government had the stamp duty holiday, mm. people then were able to take advantage of that. So they were like double, they were doubling up. Yeah. They were, and then back, that was pre-interest rate. So if you yeah. bought a house then and you got like a good interest rate and you locked in for five years, right yeah. now you are laughing. Yeah. Because with all these four or 5% interest rates increasing at the moment, yeah. if that was you then, you're laughing. Yeah. So as much as there are pros and cons, a lot of people are finding ways to be on the right side of these things. And mm. that's where favor, prayer, grace, having good financial advisors mm. to, to inform you of how best to do this is coming in handy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think um I try and um and think about those that are um No, I agree, I'm the are, same. Yeah, because yeah. um like for me, I'm fortunate that you know, the career that I've had so far, um, yeah, a lot of favours has, has been in play. Mm. And so... Um, you contract, don't you? Did. Oh, okay. You went So firm. now I'm, yeah, so now I'm firm. Oh, so you so, can even talk about the pros and cons. Yeah, so... People <laughs> make contracts and seem like, yeah, that's where the money's at. Yeah. Please, just... Because I've never contracted. I've always been on the firm side of things. Yeah, no, I mean, when, when it's good, when it's good, it's good. When the money's there, the money's there. There's no problem like that. I was able to benefit in some good ways, like during the pandemic, like for at least a whole year, um, I didn't have to work because of how much I'd made and I was able to pay myself the same salary. Even uh, when you wasn't working? Yeah. Oh, see, look at that. <laughs> but. <laughs> for one but, year. Hey. Yeah, for one year. But, but then when, when, the, when the money, <laughs> when, when the money stopped, out, yeah. <laughs> it stopped. Um, and when you have a family, it's a different ballgame. Yeah, so, agreed. you know, at the time, have, having one child um, and then towards the end of, well, coming out of the pandemic, having a second, um, yeah, it was a lot of things. And so I had to redirect a lot of my energy. Um, and that's, yeah, when I had to kind of start to think about stability mm. because contracting at the time, was nothing much was opening up and then a lot of things a lot of opportunities that were opening up were under ir35 um which mm -hmm. in in simplest terms for people who might be asking it's kind of like a um what's the word it's a piece of regulation yeah it's a regulation it stops okay, people getting what, as much as they yeah. were able to get so you kind of you kind of one get capped based on like the sect specific sectors that you worked work in and also, more or less, you're kind of getting taxed like... Double, I think. Pretty much. Basically, you're getting taxed like everybody else. So if you're... Which is how, personally, I do not think... I am sorry to yeah. the contractors. Yeah. But I personally do not think <laughs> that people should be able to benefit in that way. Like, I'm a socialist, very much. Uh, and I do not think that people should be 
Because at the end of the day, if yeah. two people are doing the same job, yeah. the only person that contracting really benefits is the corporations because they, well, essentially, they get to pay you more. But yeah. still, yeah. like, you, like I do not think people should be able to benefit from doing the exact same job mm. and paying more money. I know people are going to hate me, yeah. but I'm a socialist. I said, I said what I said. Like, I don't, you know what? I don't necessarily think it's as simple as that. I think in general, if it's a, if it's like you know, if it's a, if it's an ongoing thing for a long, sustained period of time, and I'm talking about years, then yeah, I think that's, I, I think then I can agree with you on that. But if it's if it's project based or program based, if it's between three months or eighteen months or twenty four months to get a big piece of work done and out of the way, then yeah, you're basically bringing someone in who's meant to be like an expert or specialist to come and do it because if companies had the resource to do it then it's a no-brainer for them you yeah spend but that benefits money. the corporation yeah it benefits and the, the corporation. person who's contracting but not the people who are doing the exact same job for less money no but i'm saying let's say if if a company are doing a program of work you've got let's say for you've got a program um, a program manager or project manager as a permanent staff you could pay them a bit more because the money that you were probably allocated to a contractor, you could give them a bit more money. It will definitely benefit you. It may benefit the permanent staff a little bit, but then you also have to think of the securities that you, the permanent, the person who's permanent has a lot more securities than the person who's not. Yeah, so people, that's what, that's a lot of big thing that people use to justify yeah. because they're like, oh, you don't get annual leave. Yeah. But if you consider the cost of self-funding annual leave yeah. and self-funding insurance yeah. and also the tax that you have to pay back, you yeah. are still better off. You're still better off. So therefore... By how much though? It's still a lot, you know. It, no, if you think... Otherwise, no, nobody would do it. No, if you think about it, if you think about it, companies, well, good companies offer good benefits, right? So to get the kind of benefits... Right, so I'm talking gym, I'm talking health insurance, I'm talking discounts with food companies and this company and that company. Yeah, but realistically, what, a lot of people are not. So the ones that the main ones that people are using, yeah, health insurance, yeah, dental insurance, yeah. some companies that are offering um, what's that, the the thing where they pay for your transport. Oh, um, season ticket yeah, loans. Yeah, season tickets. Yeah, and gym. Cycle to work. Yeah, yeah. And if you the rest of them, all that, even all that discount that they're giving you like 5% how often yeah. are you using it not not that often yeah fair, but it's there you have that there so even clothing and stuff like and one thing I know for sure because right now if, at my current place of work I'm part of the employee representation group right now in terms of like cost in terms of like cost of living and stuff like that a lot more people are having to take advantage True. of clothing discounts because companies discount. are not increasing their salary yeah they're literally. not giving them an inflationary increase that's the reason yeah, why yes absolutely and so people are forced into that so you kind of get that whereas i and my what i said for contractors is not the is not the be all and end all of an excuse or reason it's just part of it in that when you weigh it up there are it's going to cost them to kind of find themselves in a predicament like that yes they will still make more but it depends on how much if you if you're 400 a day trust me that if you're on a 400 a day or 375 or 350 a day trust me it's not your bread is not long like that where if you want to now do health insurance this that that unless you're living 
a very simple life <laughs> where you can get a bit more. But if you're five, there's people eight hundred a day, a grand a day, a grand I a beg. day. Yeah, but those those are not those. That's not the norm for me. That's not the norm. That's not the when people say eight hundred. When people say a bag, a bag two a day, they are not the norm. Project managers. They are not. They the are norm. project managers. Those no, people are on there that. There are project managers that get that, but they are not the norm. Eight hundred. The is, way people talk. This is not my industry, so I can't. Yeah, speak, no, exactly. No, that, I like, can. Everybody I can, is I can say that. that. No, I can say that to you. 800 is not the average. I can tell you that for free. 800. But the way people talk... You think that is, about, is average? Yes. The, the 1K a day. Like 1K, 1.2, like are, are for like S, stone cold SMEs. Like you know what you're doing and you are very cold. Two, it also depends on the industry you're in. If you're True. in, an, if you're in it, like banking, they don't mind giving you bread like that. Financial services, they don't mind giving you bread like because that. Tech it. and IT companies, some of them, not all of them, because some people say, ah, but what about no? Some tech and IT companies can give you that, but you have to be like, you have to be killing it, and more time is for the older lot. Mm, like I said, all these project managers, like yeah. everyone's looking to get more time project is for the manager, older lot that, that have got that like certification, got that have the got prince too. Prince two is basic. Like Prince two perm perm stuff are doing Prince two. <laughs> like you're not you're, you're not yeah, anyone special. You're doing Prince two, Prince or two. you're doing you know your your BA you know um the uh, entry level diploma or whatever. Like everyone's doing that now. Even so, non project managers have Prince two. My old job, they yeah yeah yeah. Too. So yeah, like you need to level up. So what's happening? What people are doing in order to get themselves at the eight hundred a day is they're levelling up on their certification, they're doing the training programmes that these uncles and aunties that are running. They're, for some of them that can get the experience, they're getting the experience and then they're kind of pushing themselves towards there. Now, maybe that's another episode. Maybe we can do an episode about that because there is a lot of knowledge I have in this area. But the point I'm trying to make is... No, spit, spit the episode because some yeah, of us, I mean, I'm trying to learn. <laughs> yeah, like, industry, like industries, industries determine the type of industry or sector you're in determine a lot of what you can command yeah but that's the same for every industry though because even in financial services that i work in yeah what the bank's going to pay you versus an asset manager versus yeah. an insurer yeah even within that it's going to change yeah absolutely so when people when people say i'm contracting i think sometimes it can sell a dream because ambiguity there's always a dream you can sell with ambiguity <laughs> Boy. Like not every not I can promise you not average eight bills a day that no 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 average is probably between even in this day and age probably I'd say between maybe three fifty and five hundred. What's that per annum? Because I can't really work it out in day rates. Four, I think if I'm correct, like four bills a day is around eighty k or something like that. 80, 80 something. That's pre-tax, isn't it? Yeah, pre-tax, yeah. yeah. Fine. Around that. Five bills, yeah, so obviously a bit more. Maybe but yeah, I think If I remember, four bills is around the 80K mark or so. And then so, there's people banging two contracts. There's people banging people two contracts. There's people that are banging two contracts, yeah. Just know that the government's coming for you well, that's, soon. That's, because not even, that's not even the, bad. I know people that bang three, four contracts. That is insane. Um, I mean, money have to make, so do you know yeah, what I'm hearing? I, you know what? The, the the most interesting one I've heard is someone that hold down, holds down five. And my auntie told me about this. Five. 
Yeah, my auntie has a friend, and she was like, yeah. "That's what is greed." Yeah, that. Well, is, that I'm one not is gonna lie to you, people. Greed. It's I'm not gonna lie. She sh- it's like, greed. If it's for a short period of time because you're saving for a deposit, yeah, I hear that because you have to do what you have to do. Deposit, I would probably do yeah, the same five thing. Five jobs for one deposit. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna Where lie to because the, because you end up better off. The more you can save for, at the end of the day, when it comes to buying a property, yeah. the bigger deposit you put down, the smaller your mortgage payments are gonna be per month. Yeah, so but how, susta- I, how sustainable is if it? To there's keep one five? girl I follow. This girl on Instagram, yeah. she's anonymous. She knows not to put her face on it, yeah. but she's obviously a black Christian girl, okay. and she's banging two. She started off as a teacher yeah. in the space of a year. She's like tripled her salary. She started off as a teacher. I think she was like on like thirty k or whatever. Yeah. Then she, if this girl listens, <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, it's her Instagram account. Then she then went into she she moved from teaching. She pivoted from teaching into procurement. Okay. And then she started banging two contracts. This girl has saved like forty five, fifty k in like six months. Something ridiculous. She even and every month she comes on here. What what like what? In- so procu- I don't really know exactly what yeah. it is because it's not my industry. But yeah. I think procurement is to do with like moving of materials okay. so it's, it's a, a procure as, like it's a buying and selling okay, yeah, yeah like okay. buying and selling okay. of materials for like okay. a, a large maybe for construction or yeah, like a large yeah, yeah. so that's what she's doing she's now banging two con- she did say like it's not sustainable because yeah. she said she's exhausted I think yeah. one of them is perm okay. and then she's banging a contract, a contract on top okay, yeah. and yeah. that's how she's been saving the money she's now yeah. even bought this property she's bought like a, she, to be fair to her her intentions are good she's buying a property for her mum okay. and obviously like so that they don't have to rent and it's going to change her life so yeah. I'm happy Yeah. But and, and she's obviously only doing this for a short period even she said on her page she was like I can only do this for a short period of time because yeah. she's struggling she'll yeah. be juggling meetings yeah. like she'll be on what like, I don't yeah. understand this it's, one that you people are doing free for is greed that's not what God told us to do. I'm hating yeah. it because me too I want to bank two contracts <laughs> but also <laughs> let's be really really honest it's not, yeah. there's an element of greed in it yeah no abso- absolutely absolutely people can say cost of living but doing doing uh, two three contracts like at once like nah 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 after after two then we're enter- in my opinion after two because two like I said one even let's two say if you get, has one job I don't think I can add another no, like, one because let, let's say like I said because because contracting if we're not clear like you you like a con- some people might be getting like let's be even real because some people get contracts of like 250 a day or something like that or True. 200 or something a day and as much as people may not want, people won't say this publicly because it doesn't fit the contract <laughs> narrative because that's very low. But in when people are trying to get in the industry more, you pick up short, stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people do that. So if you're, if you're doing that, that's 250. I can't lie, that's not much. I can't lie.